I'm not going to do a big intro here except to say that uh, Karina Lau, Pastor Elder Karina Lau, took a team to Cambodia, and, and you all know that because we've been praying for them, and they came back on Monday, and I am so excited to hear the story. So why don't you intro it, okay? This is Karina Lau. wrecked by what you two men shared tonight, so see if I can hold it together. Um, yeah, so I, let's, my team can come on up, Domily and, um, no, I was about to say Nori, <laughs> prophesying that. Did I see Nori? Oh, that's why. Domily, Misha, and Justin, if you can come up. So two of our team members were sick, and we just declare healing over Vivian and Lynn right now. Jesus, um, actually over, it's, over Lynn. So we declare healing over him and we're still feeling a little jet lagged and kind of getting over being sick ourselves. But, um, yeah, so, uh, we do have some pictures too, but we're going to share for a little bit and, um, pray for you guys. And where's Justin? Did he leave? Oh, okay. He'll be out in a minute. But, um, yeah, so we went to Cambodia, come closer. And, um, my fam, I, let me just say, I am so, so proud of these guys because what they did is really hard to put into words exactly everything we did and what we saw. And they were so flexible and loved so well. And I'm so proud of them and Justin and Lynn and Vivian. Um, so it's a kind of a heavy topic. We went to go, um, serve at a few places that are um, bringing healing to kids that have been um, trafficked, sexually trafficked, labor trafficked. And um, we did a lot of different things, but everything um, had purpose. And um, we even were able to provide some water filtration to uh, some remote villages. And that even is um, part of the plan to end trafficking in Cambodia because so many of the, the um, families are so poor and they don't have proper drinking water. So a lot of times they're really sick and they acquire these huge medical costs. And um, because of that, they um, get loans and then the interest is absolutely crazy. So they feel that they have no choice other than to sell their own children into the sex slavery. Um, so by providing water filtration even... Um, it's it's giving these families hope and and um, helping them medically where they don't um, have these bills and so everything we did was contributed to that. So if you're were one of our intercessors and wondering what are they going to these churches or doing all these different things, not just in the rescue home, it all had purpose. And so I do have to thank Diane for interceding for us. Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> She she headed up our intercession. Thank you to all of you who contributed and prayed and supported. And uh, it, it's really hard to put into words how thankful we are because what you did was rescue kids. You you brought heal. I mean, we're part of God's plan to provide um, help and healing for these these kiddos and. Um, we were able to bring some of Brent's books out there, and we provided for a lot of pastors um, just provision, extra provision for them and leaders. And 
um, blessed them with his book, and they all took pictures with it and were super proud and happy um, with that. But one other quick thing before um, some of us share is we've had some people say to us, why go all the way over to Cambodia when human trafficking is happening right here in the Bay Area, which I'm hugely aware of because... Several of us actually volunteer and we do things for different organizations right here in the San Francisco Bay Area working with survivors. Um, so what Mark, the director of the home that we served at, told us is it's actually an American, it is an American problem because unfortunately American men are the ones going over to Thailand, Cambodia, India, all these other countries and um, purchasing young girls. So um, it's, it's an American problem, it's a global problem, but here's the good news is there's lots of hope and some of these things might sound really dark, but we saw so much hope and so much healing and we saw little girls who had been sold by their own parents laughing, playing, smiling and... Um, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness would not overcome it. And so we have, we come back heavy-hearted, but we come back with lots of hope as well. And uh, we're trying to keep staying in that that hopeful place and what God is doing. So um, you could just play our picture. Do we have photos? We'll probably not talk about them, but just you maybe just play the slideshow. Or Todd, I don't know if they need help with that. Okay. So yeah, that's. That's Mark, the director of Esther's House, the home that we visited, and he provides these amazing um, water filters, and uh, they go from really dirty water to really clean water in, like, just a second. It's pretty incredible. We tasted the water. We lived, and um, it was, yes, and it, you know, if you see the, the keep, you could just keep sliding the pictures. You'll see the, that's... I don't know, Justin went and grabbed some of that water. <laughs> it was pretty mucky and nasty. And so Misha's holding the dirty water. It's kind of hard to see, and I'm holding the um, filtered water. And it's it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Um, Mark and his wife, Jessica, are finding just brilliant ways to um, help the people of Cambodia and to just see an end to trafficking, not just in their rescue home, but lots of other things they're doing. So... Um, Yeah, I'll share a quick story, then I'm going to pass this on. Um, One thing that really moved me was, um, of course, working with the girls at Esther's house. Um, We got to uh, give them these little mirrors, and um, they they held the mirror up, and they got kind of embarrassed, you know, at first and uncomfortable. We just started to tell them... um, how worthy they are and how special they are. And they would kind of giggle and laugh, but um, after a while, um, they were just beaming, and we gave them these little crowns and um, put the crowns, we placed the crowns on their head, and then uh, Todd had given me a Polaroid camera for Christmas. So uh, it was brilliant. Misha thought, let's bring the camera to that. So we took their photo and so they have a picture of themselves with this crown on and if you can see the way they looked before um, we did the talk with the mirrors and the crowns to after where they're just smiling so big and really believing on the inside that they have value that they're worthy it was incredible Um, and then the other thing I want to share is um, we I did this two years ago. We got to do this again. Um, we 
were able to go into, they call them karaoke bars, um, but they're really brothels. There's many of them um, on this strip. So we go into the bars and we just uh, buy a drink and spend time with the girls. And we have a translator and we, we just have conversation with them and ask them what their dreams are, their hopes. And it's actually difficult for them to really get in touch with um, what that really is because they've been so manipulated, so controlled. Um, but two, two girls um, Mark, that Mark was talking to started to tell him, you know, they have a hopes to open a salon, to do fashion, and to actually do something else. And so Mark calls me over and says, I want you to um, just bless them. So I... Uh, just was able to give them a mother's blessing and um, just tell them I'm so sorry that your mother didn't love you the way you deserve to be loved. And um, I believe in you. I, you know, I love you. You are perfect. There is nothing wrong with you. And um, I trying to hold back the tears, but I see them, they start tearing up. And um, afterwards, they, they just look stunned. And then they tell the translator, we've never been talked to like that before in our lives. And then one of the young gals um, runs to the back because she's crying so much. And, you know, they have to really keep it together for the customers and such. But um, probably giving the mother's blessing over there for me this time was one of the most powerful things because I really felt like I am felt like myself. And... Um, you know, like that's, that's really who I am. And so Mark shared with us, he's such a dad. He's so awesome. He really like gives father's blessings wherever he goes, but he said they really hadn't been giving a lot of mother's blessings and he hadn't really, um, they hadn't been doing that much, but he said that's probably really key because actually a lot of the girls are sold by their own mothers. So, um, that was really huge. And, um, I think, you know, since you just modeled this so well, being so brutally just honest and vulnerable, I appreciate that. Um, going over, I, I was struggling. I was hearing all these lies like, what do you think you're doing leading a team and, and, um, and you're a woman, which I know are lies because that stuff, I don't even usually think that stuff. But God used, you know, the very thing um, that the enemy just kept trying to yell at me um, that's, that's the thing that I was able to step into the most, just being a woman, being a mother, being able to bless women. And, um, so yeah, we're going to pray for you at the end, some things that God did in us. And, um, yeah, I, I just bless you guys to be yourself because the very thing, um, that you feel like you're supposed to do, you're maybe even now you're feeling the opposite. Like, I don't know. Um, for me, when I came to the Lord, I felt so dirty because of some things that happened to me and some things that I did. But my name actually means pure. And um, so God um, has me stepping out in these areas where I'm able to speak value and worth to other people. So I, I just bless you guys with that, that you're really going to begin to walk in some things that were maybe you've been hearing lies before. So I'm going to pass this mic on and... Um, Um, I want to just say, I don't want to take time, but I really appreciate what you guys shared. That blessed me tremendously, tremendously. That's not a nice platitude, a fake 
comment that really blessed me your heart blessed me i was trying to find that passage in psalms 133 as then you're just yeah i was just i was hearing the lord say that how beautiful it is for brethren to dwell in unity um for me the number one thing for me was um a shift in priority and it was exactly what these two gentlemen just uh expounded on um for me too is it's it's really awesome that we have a presbyterian man in the house or two uh, technically um because i was thinking about george whitfield i was thinking about george whitfield the whole time the whole time and it was just breaking me and um the lord he he, he gave me a passage and it was it's one of those ones that's hard to take but it was the one where he said um you know having a form of godliness but no power and uh, I said, Lord, how could that be me? And, you know, I'm Pentecostal and I've seen signs and wonders and blah, 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 blah. And he said, no, every time I come back to that form of godliness, but no power. And he said, read Acts 1 again. They were endued from power on high to be witnesses, to be witness. And he said, you have a form of godliness, but no power because you're not a witness. And you can do signs and wonders and go straight to hell. And that's a brace. We don't want to talk about that anymore, but that's a reality. I mean, I had seen signs and wonders. And I went back to all, went back to the world. And um, so for me, the shift was, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be at these bars and you'd see these American men come in. And you know what? If it wasn't for the grace of God, I'd be just like them. Because, you know, I've seen signs and wonder, I've seen things, I've seen God move, and then I went right back to porn or right back to whatever, the filth of the, the world. And, uh, but the thing that was breaking me was, I was just thinking about George Whitfield and thinking about, you know what, he, he'd get up and start publicly preaching right now, telling these guys to repent before they go in with this girl. And just, I wanted that, but my heart was so far from it so far but i wanted it and that the passage of when they saw the boldness of peter and john they realized they had been with jesus and that's the only thing so for me it was just a shifting in priority realizing what's really valuable what's really important um you know, the thing on even, like, um, the building, you know, it's just so interesting you're saying that. Everyone's saying that. But, I, I, you know, I have to, re- I have to repent to, to Brent publicly because in my mind I've thought, and the Lord is like, you'll do it publicly. I've thought, why don't we have a, a building yet? And I've thought that about you inside my heart. So I repent for that um, because you're the man of God. Um, and the Lord was like, you know what? You know what's more important? than building a new building it's filling the building that we already have and that's his heart and who knows the seats that you fill next to you as you co-labor with the holy spirit and just ask him who within my sphere of influence are you drawing right now who knows that the very person you fill that seat with is going to be one of those could be one of those men that would go over and abuse those children it's an American problem. So I, I can't thank you enough for the, the funds and everything. I, you know, by the grace of God, you will get every penny worth out of my life because of what I, what I saw. Um, you just can't go back. But we just have to, I, so I have to just shift my priority to just 
being before the throne room and getting that boldness and seeing um, the buildings filled up here. So, yeah, it blessed me beyond words. Yeah, yeah. He's not even saying like all the just the kids climbing on him and feeling so loved, so safe with him, especially at Esther's house. The girls, they he he added so much. So yes, should probably go last. I'll go after Misha also. <laughs> um, there's a lot of things that I <laughs> um, walked away from, a lot of things that happened, a lot of things that came up and rose up in me, and a lot of things that I experienced, but for the sake of time, um, I will agree with the hope that I did see going to each every each organization that we visited and seeing all that they were doing and how God was breathing on them, it, it, it did, um, give me a lot of hope, um, to know that there is an end coming, um, for this huge, huge, massive problem. Um, also, um, I'll share one of the highlights or the thing that impacted me the most. Um, And I'd say when we went to pick up two prostitutes from the street, we split into two groups because there was more of us, including our translators and Mark and Jessica. Um, We were going to hand out roses to the prostitutes. And um, so we split up. And so there was five of us, and so we just kind of drove around, and then we spotted some girls, pulled over. Um, Our translator talked to them a bit. And I did notice a gentleman um, that was nearby kind of watching. But because I don't know the language, I didn't know what was going on until they got in the van with us. And we decided to take them to go get something to eat. Um, On our way, um, I'm seeing the guy that I saw, that we saw, that was near us on a motorbike. And he's driving, like, right next to us. I'm like, okay, this this just got real. And um, I, I see him looking into the van as he's trying to see who's in there and we make eye contact and I just do what I don't know what else to do but smile (laughs) and then I guess he was satisfied and he decided to take another direction and so I'm thinking Um, because I didn't know who he was if it was their pimp or or what but um at the restaurant, um, we ordered them something to eat, and they were quite hungry. And um, we just sat there and listened to them share about their life um, through the translator. And um, it was just amazing how they were willing to share so much with strangers and how um, 
open they were also for us to just talk to them and share our hearts. And um, we were there, I'd say maybe hour and a half or so. And we decided to get back in the van because our translator, who's also a pastor, and he's started um, numerous Bible colleges, um, like nine or something. Um, he's like, let's bring him into the van so we could lead them to Jesus. And so one of them had been to church or knew about God and um, was a little bit more open um, and the other one was just, you could see the heaviness on her. She was uh, exhausted. She expressed that she was exhausted. And um, we got into the van. And then the pastor was like, okay, who wants to lead them? And um, he was looking at Karina, but something rose up in me like, I just like, I don't know, something just, I was just like, I, I, I need to do this kind of thing. And um, hopefully that was okay, because I was like, I'll go. <laughs> um, so we led them both in the prayer, and um, I felt a shift but I really felt the shift when Karina came around to the front front of them where they were sitting in the van and began to um, give them the mother's blessing. It was so powerful. I felt it. Um, and I know they felt it. They are just like crying and... Um, When and we gave we just gave them the whole half a dozen roses we had because we weren't giving out anymore, and they were blessed. And then they gave them money for their time. Um, but before they got out of the van, um, the girl that was just seemed so exhausted and heavy. She, I didn't really understand fully what she was saying, but she was like, "I feel like I can, I have, I can speak." A voice. I feel like I have a voice. For, and um, when she, they were both standing outside the van when we dropped them off, she was beaming, smiling. I mean, she looked like a completely different person. You could see the transformation um, in just their countenance and how their posture and everything. And they were both. And so Mark shared where he, with them where he goes to church. So we're praying that they will find their way there um, to the church so that they can get plugged in and um, begin to change direction in their life. So that was a huge highlight for me among many, many other. So for me, being there... Um, it was really intense to like see and hear so many stories and your heart is just so open and the love that you're receiving from these girls is just unbelievable. And I, I'm still processing to be honest and it's hard to process, but 
um, one memory that stood out to me is we got to go with um, Iris Ministries, and we were going for, um, I went with the half of the team that was going to go walk along the street and just pray, because um, the nights before I had been feeling a lot, and I was like, I have to do something with all this emotion, because I'm like going to break, so I was like, I'll walk and pray, and I was talking to the lady leading it, and I asked her, like, how how do you handle this? Like, how do you live here every day and see this over and over? And, you know, you see something down a street and you hear God say, like, don't turn your head, don't look down, and you can just feel pain, you know? And you're like, how do you do this? And she said, you can't look at the huge problem. Like, you can't. You can only look at the little moments and rejoice in those moments and look at what can I be doing right now in this moment? What today in this very moment is open for me, and you take it and you experience it to the fullest and you rejoice in it. And so we're walking down, and we see this lady on the side of the street. Um, and she has a little one year old girl, and she has this little, probably like four year old boy, and he just has no clothes on. Like he's just free as can be. And um, the lady we were with, Ruth, she knows this family because she goes and gives them food every week. And so she goes up, and the kids just go running to her. And so she sweeps the little boy in his in her arms, and he's just laughing. And then she puts him down and picks up the little baby. And they had already gotten fed that night, and so she asks, like, you know, do you want us to go get you ice cream? And the kids are, of course, like huge smiles and. Um, the little boy wants to get picked back up and she's like, we'll go to one of them. They'll, you know, they'll, they'll pick you up. And so this little boy turns to me and he just runs full speed. And in the second, you know, you're thinking, okay, this little boy is like living on the street. He's completely naked. You know, your brain goes through all these things, but then like, I love babies. Like I'll hold a baby any day of the week. So I just like scoop him up in my arms and the smile on his face. And it was just, we got them ice cream and they had ice cream all over their faces. And as we're walking away and we say goodbye to the family, she says, this is one of those memories that you hang on to. And when things get hard, this is what you remember, the smile on that kid's face. Because even though, you know, we can't change their entire life right now, for one night they have a memory that they get to hold on to too. And if those memories continue each night, that's one more thing for them each day. And that's something that I want to bring back here and be like, I don't need to be in Cambodia, even though I will be back there. I know it. Um, but I don't have to be in another country to enjoy the moments. And it can be giving a smile to someone else or it can be enjoying my own life and enjoying the sunset. But it's like every moment counts. And if you rejoice in those moments and they add up, like what is the life story that you get out of that? And how many lives do you touch by one night at a time? And so just pray for Cambodia and pray for those kids because they are beautiful and they know how to just take in the moments. And yeah, thank you for your prayers, you guys. We felt them like, whew. I want to add tag on to what Misha said. Uh, God's really been talking to me about the same thing. Actually, we haven't been talking about the, <laughs> these moments. And um, is Joel and uh, people were talking about your purpose. And so many, so much of the time, I think we really struggle with what is my purpose. And so God's been talking to me about really just capturing those moments. And there's just ordinary moments, like Misha was talking about. They're all just these ordinary moments in your life where you feel like 
I feel most alive. I feel like I'm really being myself. I feel like Sarah would talk about being comfortable in my own skin. For me, it was the same at the slums where I was sitting in the dirt, crisscross, totally dirty. Um, these, these kiddos who are just pretty much homeless, living in boxes, and brushing this little girl's hair, brushing lice out of her hair. And I felt so alive. Most people would say, really? I felt most myself. I felt like a mom. I felt most comfortable. And so I'm learning to just capture these little moments in my life where I, I really feel alive. And so I want to encourage you guys, just like Misha said, sometimes the purpose, the destiny, it feels so big. Like, what is it? Is it one thing? It's, it's moments. And God's going to begin to just bring it all together to this beautiful picture. But, um, yeah. Domelie, do you want to do that last thing? Okay. Uh, we think we have, a, like, one minute. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, we'll have to get the kids. Okay. But um, let me just brag on one more thing on Domily because she didn't say this. We did do a Father's Love con- Conference, and this um, place this woman has, Jenny, um, she has this huge compound. And I was so inspired by just some things that Todd and I want to do with young people, but all the young people there were either ex-traffickers or they'd been teenage girls, maybe rescued themselves, kids who had come out of um, drug addiction, um, all together in one place. And um, so we did this conference, talked about the Father's love. Domelie led worship. It was so deep, so so good. During the ministry time, you might have seen the picture. That was the young people all lined up. That was before the ministry time start. By the end, we you had to peel us up off the floor. You had to peel these kids up off the floor. They were, um, some of them getting in touch with some pain for the first time, just wailing, crying, yelling out to God, but also God just touching them, healing them, just shaking under the power of God. It was probably another, there's just not enough time to explain everything, but it's it's all the stuff that we've got to, that we carry here at Blazing Fire, just seeing God, you know, just uh, begin to pour it out in other places. It was powerful, but um, yeah, thank you, God. It was so good. Okay. Parents, please go get your kids. So the only, I mean, in light of what she was saying about being alive or feeling alive, like you're doing exactly what you were created to do, I definitely experienced that um, on many levels. Um, I, um, before I, before we went, when Karina first said that I would be leading worship there, um, almost immediately I felt God drop some songs in my spirit and, um, it even got to the point where I was like, okay, oh, that's awesome. And then I started, um, practicing them. And then from there, God started showing me movements and um, hand signs to go with them, or more so movements, body movements. And so I started practicing that, thinking, okay, I could show them this as it was coming to me. And then all I began to see them doing them. And... Um, 
and it was like a rows of kids and I could just see the power coming from it. And that's when I knew, okay, this is something that I'm really supposed to do once I get there. And so I didn't know at what point it would happen um, because there is the Father's Love Conference. I didn't feel like it was appropriate for then, and so I just held on to it. And then when it when we did um, when we went to Esther's house um, to do worship with them, and that's when I knew um, we were supposed to do that particular song. And so I thought. Well, when we did it, they caught on really fast. I mean, I, I tried to learn it in Kamai as well as English for them to really grasp it. And they did. And um, they took it to another level. The song um, is a simple song, Break the Chains, as you might have heard. Hmm? Break Every Chain. Break every chain. Um, Jesus Culture sings it. And... Um, so this was my thought when I knew we were going to share. I wanted to teach it to all of you. It's really, really simple, really quickly. And, bec- and I wanted us to engage in it in unity and at the same time believing that the chains of injustice are being broken, not, over, not just over Cambodia, but over everywhere, globally. So what do you think? <laughs> Okay, will you guys stand? Okay. <laughs> no, I got it. I want you to dance. No, no, no. Just, Justin, Justin did dance worship flags for showed the girls at Esther's house, and it was pretty amazing. Okay. Okay. So, I'll, I'll actually play it if I could get sound, but um, when we do... The first verse is, there is power, I'm going to see your, your strength, in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break <laughs> Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, let me see. I don't want to hurt Korean. Okay, that's better, yeah. Okay. To break every chain. To break every chain. To break every chain. Two, three, four, five. Okay? Let's do it again. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain. To break every chain. To break every one, two, three, four. Okay. Second verse. (laughs) Okay, start. um, It's there's an army rising up, so start marching. One, two, right, left, right, left. Okay. There's an army rising up. There's an army rising up. To break every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain. Okay? So let's do it. Let's do it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 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 Keyboard? 
to pray for people um, what you're feeling about. okay anyway yeah hmm? um, I think we're gonna go ahead and invite you up I, I really want to pray for you um, those of you that just need some courage to step out and do something something that maybe God's been talking to you about and and maybe it's just a practical thing maybe it's taking a class but I feel like there's some things germinating they've been germinating long enough and now it's time to really just take some steps forward. Maybe you feel stuck or you feel like you don't have permission. I just want to give you permission tonight to do some things. And, you know, what God has placed inside of us, like Mike and Roger said, it's just so time for us to to be that city on a hill, to be a witness, and to be your true self out in, in the world. So uh, I we want to bless you with that. And Misha wants to bless you to... Um, I I just really want to pray that you guys get the hope and find the moments and just the clarity and the joy and the peace to be able to enjoy the moment, be in the moment, and fully embrace who you are, who you were created to be, and to live it in each moment that you have. So we bless you. Thank you again so much. We so appreciate you. And, um, yeah, we'll be here to pray for you and wanted to make sure we thanked um all of our supporters as well as our intercessors yes yes vivian and lynn had incredible testimonies they my gosh there's not enough time to even say everything god did through them too so thank you we love you you.